Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Highly Functional. This is Dr. Brianne Showman-Brown, and I am joined today by CrossFit athlete Michelle Suosi, who has also been a CrossFit Games competitor. Like any athlete, Michelle has had her highs and lows, her ups and downs when it comes to the CrossFit world. So we are going to dive into her life, her CrossFit life, and those highs and lows. So let's tune in. Michelle, thank you for joining me today. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. You are quite welcome. So I'm super thrilled to have you on here. Um, You have been CrossFitting for a bit. You've been a regionals athlete. You've been a games athlete. You've been injured. You've been through the gamut of the CrossFit realm. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I also know that from seeing past pictures from all your social media stuff that you were not an athlete prior to coming into the CrossFit realm. You kind of had a different background. So let's get into that first. Kind of, what was your background and why did you decide to start CrossFit? So when I was little, I did a combination of gymnastics and diving. Um, but after, you know, as an adult, I was not an athlete. I didn't work out. I gained, um, I had two children, gained 85 pounds with each pregnancy. So I was actually pretty large and out of shape. (laughs) Um, And then I wanted to, you know, I had some health issues with my last child. I had gestational diabetes. So the doctor was like, you really need to start exercising, losing weight. Um, So I started going to just a regular gym, doing stuff. And one of my friend's husbands came up to me and said, you know, you'd probably really like CrossFit because it seemed like I always wanted to push myself and lift heavy weights. And from his recommendation, I decided to try it. (laughs) Now, was it a love at first workout sort of thing, or? Um, it was kind of frustrating, because I was very out of shape and overweight. Um, so I wouldn't say I loved it, but I, I was intrigued by the challenge of it, and then just looking at the surroundings of like everyone else in the gym, and how great they looked, and just talking to them and their stories about how they started, and how much progress they made just by sticking to it. Awesome. So when you started, you have a gymnastics background. You said you have a diving background as well. So did a lot of the skills just kind of come naturally to you once you kind of started moving again, or was it a struggle? Yeah, so eventually when my body started moving again, I was losing some weight. I did kind of, you know, they talk about muscle memory, which I never believed in, but my body did kind of remember some of the movements and the kipping and all that stuff. So I would say it probably came easier to me than the average person, Um, but that wasn't immediately. It was probably after six, eight months or so. Okay, awesome. So once you started training, you've been to regionals, you've been to the games. Was that kind kind of a goal of yours from the beginning or was that something that came on later on? So when I started CrossFit, I was actually just doing it for my health. But then after a year or so, realizing that I actually was getting kind of good at it, I was getting strong, you know, I had a base of muscle, which I haven't used in a really long time, but reactivating those muscles and just my body remembering some of the gymnastics movements, it actually became something that I thought that if I pursued and pushed, I could probably start competing and get somewhere with it. I had a great coach who actually worked with me and also saw potential in me. So probably after about a year or two is when I decided to see how far I can go with it. Awesome. 
So then how long once you kind of made that commitment did it take you to get to, to qualify for, and let's clarify, the master's regionals, not yeah. the regular regionals. So it was kind of tricky because I was, probably when I decided I was about 38 or so, which is really too old to compete against the other RX <laughs> girls, so I didn't even attempt to. Um, but I knew that when I turned 40, I could really take my best shot at doing master's. So my training and my goal was to be ready for when I was when I turned 40 and to really go for that open and that qualifier and see if I can make the games. And it actually worked out that when I did turn 40, I was in probably the best shape of my life. Um, I had great coaching. I was consistently training. And when the open came about, I finished uh, top 30 masters, which brought me to the qualifier. They take 200 to the regional qualifier for masters, which I finished uh, top 20, which earned me a spot at the CrossFit Games. Awesome. Congratulations on that. Thank you. That's not an easy feat. No, it wasn't. (laughs) So what did your training look like going into the Open, going into regionals? Uh, Like how many hours a day were you putting in? Um, So I was definitely hitting the gym about six days a week. Probably three of them, you know, half the week I was going in twice a day. And then the other days, just once, you know, just to make sure that because of our age, our bodies <laughs> weren't totally abused. Um, so I would say overall, two and a half hours a day of training. And it was a combination of strength and conditioning in addition to skill work. Awesome. So you qualified for reach, or sorry, qualified for regionals, made it to the games. Um, you did have an injury. I did, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't a normal injury, though. So let's talk about that. What happened? So, unfortunately, um, I did injure myself not doing CrossFit. <laughs> I was riding a bike, not not a motorbike, <laughs> a bicycle <laughs> on a main road. And I was actually riding with a, a group of people because we were heading to the track so we can do some training. We thought, hey, why don't we just ride our bikes and get a little bit of warming up and <laughs> conditioning in? So I rode the bike on a main road going down a hill. I never ride bikes, just to remind you. This is probably the first time I ever rode a bike on a main road, maybe in the driveway with my kids. But we were going downhill full speed, and the front tire of my bike popped, and I lost complete control because I was going full speed. So I flipped over, tumbled however many feet, and landed on my right shoulder. And I was in the worst pain that I've ever experienced in my whole life. I went to the doctor, and I didn't take any x-rays or MRIs. This actually happened three weeks before the games. I was just going to rest it because I was still determined to get to the games and be able to compete. So in my head, I was like telling myself I'm not injured. (laughs) I'm just going to rest it. I'm going to feel better, and when I get to the games, I'll be fine. (laughs) So once you were at the games, how did that turn out for you? I, again, was just kind of ignoring the fact that I had a shoulder issue going on from the freak bike accident. (laughs) I competed day one. It was a little bit of a struggle, being that I didn't have full range of motion. My strength wasn't there. And then leading into the morning of day two is when it really um, went south on me. We had the obstacle course, and one of the things we had to do was jump to this rope. And when I jumped to it, I just heard just the sound in my shoulder, and I lost complete. When I when I grabbed onto the rope, I lost complete feeling, 
and strength in that shoulder and I couldn't even like pull myself an inch off the ground on that rope so at that point I knew that um I probably could not continue so (laughs) (laughs) I stopped the upsell course I went behind the scenes because our next event was a really heavy clean and jerk and when I took the empty barbell I couldn't even lift the empty barbell over my head so at that point, we made a decision with my coaches and I that I probably should just withdraw. <laughs> <laughs> probably a good decision yeah, at that point. Good idea. You can't lift an empty barbell. <laughs> and, you know, it was good advice because when I did head back home, I, I did get an MRI, which I was probably should have done before. And it turned out that I had a tear in my labrum, my subscap, and a dislocated bicep tendon, which meant that I had to get surgery. <laughs> Now, do you know, and you, you probably don't, but was all of that the initial injury or was some of that due to continuing to compete? Um, they don't really know for sure, but because it was such large chairs, it probably happened when I did fall off the bike and it just got a little bit worse when I continued to train and compete. Okay. That'd be my guess too. Yeah. Sure. Sure. So, found out your what the actual damage was. Had surgery. How long ago? How long after that? My surgery was so the games was August of seventeen. I got surgery that October, two thousand seventeen. So that'd be a little bit more than a year. Okay. Now, so we're just a year out. Yeah. Awesome. So, what did after surgery? What did recovery? What did rehab look like? Because I was dying to get back into training and competition. I um, started physical therapy a week later. You know, normally they would have individuals rest and maybe start physical therapy a little bit longer than that. But I said, no, I need to move the shoulder. I just need to get moving. So after the surgery, I rested for about a week, started physical therapy right away. And they initially just started with breaking up the scar tissue, doing some very light or simple range of motion type stuff. And then from there, as... They continue to test like the healing of my shoulder and the strength that I would gradually get into a little bit more difficult exercises for rehabbing my shoulder. And then how long into the rehab process did you actually start getting back? Not that you weren't in the gym doing other things, but did you yeah. actually start challenging that shoulder a little bit start with lifting? Shoulder. Probably uh March, so October, November, December, January, February. Yeah, probably about five about to five six. Months out. Yeah, okay, five to six months out. All right, so that was about so post injury, post surgery, we're about six to eight months. When did you start doing? So you're doing local competitions again. When did you start actually being able to feel that you're at the level that you could compete again? How long was that process? Um, I would say. April, May, maybe that summer. Okay. I mean, I wasn't in great conditioning, <laughs> but shape, but I was able to lift heavy. So the interesting thing was, is that actually it was um, February, March area when I really started challenging my shoulder and getting back to the weights and the movements. And what I found was so interesting was that I actually came back stronger than I was before even the surgery. So I was lifting heavier, my lifts where I was PRing, uh, personal records, (laughs) maxing out my lifts that were higher than before my surgery. Nice. Yeah, so physical therapy definitely helped a lot because it worked a lot of those other muscles that we never train. 
yes to to get the strength back in my shoulder which actually really helped me in my performance at the end of the day awesome so the strength came back pretty quick how soon did you get back on the rings on the the what on the rings um, the muscle ups again um so that was probably the one of the last things i did pull-ups and muscle-ups were the last movement and we started really slowly i would say i started barbell in february march may june may june area is when i really you know put my test to just really slow controlled pull-ups and then really slow controlled ring muscle-ups awesome So for the most part, from injury to surgery to back to full strength again, it was a good almost year process. Yes. Correct? Yeah. Correct. Awesome. So do you feel that you're back to 100% now? Do you feel like you're still have some weaknesses compared to before the injury? I definitely have all my strength back, maybe even more some. More so, more more strength. <laughs> Said English. <laughs> um, the you know my shoulders completely fine. My bicep tendon is what I feel now and then, and it's probably because well I know it's because like physical therapy doesn't just stop when you get back into training and all that stuff. Physical therapy should actually continue on your own, and I haven't been as consistent with that. Um, so I am going, you know, I am getting back to that and I've noticed a difference that when I'm consistent with it every day, then I'm a lot better. So what sort of things are you still doing when you say you're still back to physical therapy stuff specifically? A lot of the accessory stuff for the shoulder, just keeping the, I don't know what you call like the smaller muscle groups, Mm -hmm. um, engaged and strengthening and continuing to strengthen those to support the larger muscle groups around my bicep tendon and the shoulders. So a lot of stuff with the bands, um, a lot of lightweight, just slow, simple movements, controlled movements with the shoulder. Awesome. That's perfect. I love to hear that because so many athletes just kind of neglect that stuff. And it's so important to, for regardless of what age you are, whether you're a master's athlete or you know, a 20 something athlete to maintain that stability in those, in those joints. Yeah. So awesome. It is boring, but very necessary. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Agreed. Agreed. And the crazy thing is like, you can just do that accessory work and get one of the best workouts ever. Like you can be so exhausted afterwards. (laughs) Every Thursday right now. Yeah, (laughs) that's true. (laughs) So what's your... What's your goal? What's your plan? Get back to the games? Yeah, so right on the first test to my fitness and to see if I was back there was the Wadapalooza, which is a worldwide competition, and you had to start with an online qualifier. And I actually won the qualifier for my age group, which was nice to see because up against all the games athletes I competed against a couple years ago. I did choose to go team, though. However, our team finished very well, so we will be competing at Wadapalooza worldwide this um this winter and then after that is training for the CrossFit Open which hopefully I will get back to the games again this year. Awesome and congratulations on Wadapalooza that is definitely not an easy feat. (laughs) Thank you. I saw all of you ladies working hard. Yes. (laughs) Very stressed (laughs) on the qualifiers so that's awesome. Any final thoughts that you have for anyone who's listening who's maybe dealt with an injury is frustrated with not getting back like they maybe as fast as they expected they would? 
Yeah, so my advice would be <clears throat> to take your time with the recovery. Um, I know how hard it is to sit still and and have to just wait and be patient, but it's so worth it because I feel like that if I even waited a little bit more, I'd be much better off than where I am now. So just be patient, trust the process, and listen to the doctors. <laughs> yes, <laughs> there's the key. Yeah, <laughs> there is the key. Well, thank you so much for that. So helpful. Um, and I know you're all over social media. So mm-hmm. if someone wants to reach out to you, if they want to follow you, how can they find you? So on Instagram, I am squats and fried rice. <laughs> and on Facebook, I am Michelle Swozy Verzello. And I will put both of those in the show notes so you can easily have links to both of those. So thank, thank you, you so much for your time Thanks today. Thanks for having me. This is great. And that concludes this episode of Highly Functional. I truly appreciate the time you spend to listen to myself and my colleagues share with you how to become highly functional individuals and how to be highly functional individuals. If you learned great information from this, I would love for you to share it with your friends and help them become highly functioning individuals as well. Until next time, go out and be highly functional.